In this new episode, new clues to iron mining in ancient Arabia and what it tells us about past societies. You're listening to Nature Middle East Podcast, broadcasting from Cairo, Egypt. It seems that ancient Arabia is still very much under-excavated, and archaeologists know little about the peninsula. Now, UCL Qatar is launching a new project that promises to change this picture. This is a new episode of Nature Middle East Podcast. I'm Pakina Maimer. Funded by the Qatar Fund, led by Thailu Rehren and Martina Renzi, the project will chemically analyze metal from the early Iron Age. The researchers want to understand how this vast, arid landscape was linked politically, economically, and culturally. They examined metals from numerous settlements in Oman, the Emirates, and in Saudi Arabia. Metals, they say, provide an insight into the everyday people, in addition to those of the elite who are storing the final product. Nature Middle East writer Meredith Brand chats with the UCL Qatar scientist about how their work is changing some assumptions about the Arabian Peninsula. Hello, Dr. Thilo Rehren and Dr. Martina Renzi. Thank you very much for discussing with us today some of the results from the University College London, uh, Qatar's Iron Age Metal Production in the Arabian Region and Levant Project. So to start us off with, can you just set the scene a bit and describe for us a little bit about what Iron Age Arabia was like, who lived there, and what was the political structure? Now, that's an interesting question. We come out of the Bronze Age, where we always have this picture of large-scale societies, the Egyptian, the Hittites. But now we focus on an area which is much more fragmented, much more tribal-oriented, far less hierarchy, both politically and in terms of its economy. However, these fragmented independent tribes, they are still neighbors to bigger societies with whom they interact. They carry through the transport of incense along the incense road from Yemen up to the Levant and into Mesopotamia. And they're very much centered also on their network of oases, which are kind of stepping stones in this long-distance network. So we see both long-distance networks, but also a fragmented small-scale economy and political organization. And it's this contrast that we're, what we are interested in. Why is it so important to study metal production? What does it tell us about ancient societies? In particular, what can it tell us about Iron Age Arabia? Metal is not just a functional material. It, for many thousand years, it has served a storage facility for wealth as well. So by studying metal production, metal use, one can, can learn a lot about politics, about societies, and about the economy of those societies. And most importantly for us as archaeologists, metals survive reasonably well in the archaeological record. So there is actually a lot that we can study, not just the metal, but also all the waste products from creating and working and shaping these metals. What are some of the research goals of the Iron Age metal production in the Arabian region and Levant project? More specifically, how are you carrying out this research and what are your methodologies? The main research goal of our project is the comparison between metal production systems and distributions in key sites of the Arabian Peninsula and the ancient Levant. As Thilo mentioned before, in the transition period between the Bronze Age and the Iron Age, many changes occurred in the political situation, 
and in the socio-economic structure of those areas. And it's pretty interesting to notice how despite the geographical connection between them, uh, metal production responded to different patterns of organization and distributions. In fact, we can see that in Arabia, the situation is much more fragmented and at the regional scale compared to what we see in the Levant. Concerning our methodology, uh, we apply different lab techniques to the study of ancient metallurgical materials. We use X-ray fluorescence, optical microscopy, scanning electron microscopy, and so on. We mainly focus on copper and copper-based materials, studying the whole process from destruction of the ores in the mines up to the production and manufacture of the finished objects. Among the archaeometallurgical materials that we study, production debris such as legs, crucibles, and melting waste are particularly important as their analysis can provide valuable information on the technology, type of furnaces, and mineral resources they were using. We also analyze many metal artifacts, determining their composition in order to characterize the type of alloy used at that time and also their possible provenance. It's all material science-based research that we can carry out thanks to collaboration we have established with archaeologists active in the region, and they are the ones who excavated the finds and can give us a date and a cultural affiliation for those finds. So basically, it's all about complementarity and collaboration. Can you tell us about some of your results and how it changed our picture of Iron Age Arabia? The Iron Age in Arabia has a peculiar characteristic. It starts with no iron. At the beginning of this period, only a few finds of iron objects are known, but no production waste has been identified so far. This situation might be due to the existence in the region of large copper deposits that made much easier to continue copper production than introducing this new technology. Another peculiar characteristic of Iron Age Arabia is the limited use of tin bronze, especially if we compare it to contemporary neighbor regions where both iron and tin bronze were commonly used. This scarce use of tin bronze could be also due to the changes in the political organization and in the trade routes of the previous period that could have limited the access to tin supplies within Arabia. Instead of tin bronze, um, here we have identified the use of a natural copper alloy that was rich in arsenic and tin. It was not obtained by mixing metals, but it was the resulting product of the smelting of complex copper ores. We can assume that the mechanical properties of this natural alloy were good enough for their needs and were definitely good enough for being traded long distance within the region. Maybe also beyond, but this needs more investigation. Do you have any future plans for your project? Can you discuss some of the goals and upcoming exciting work we can look forward to? The Aronid Arabian Metallurgy Project will end in November 2017. Currently, we're working on the processing of the analytical data obtained so far and on writing up the results. The next natural step would be studying the emergence of the use of iron and iron technology in Arabia, but this is the topic for the future project 
that would allow us to frame the Arabian Peninsula in a wider picture, including also the Mediterranean region. This will provide a more comprehensive understanding of the dynamic transfer of technical knowledge that characterized this important historical period that is the Iron Age. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about your work today. If you've enjoyed this glimpse into Iron Age metal excavations in the region, do check out our full coverage by Meredith on Sunday by logging onto nature.com slash nmiddleeast. That's it for today. Our podcast now airs weekly. You can tune in to Nature Middle East on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm Pakinam Aymer. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.